She's sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. I have not spoken publicly during our investigation. I'm speaking out today because our investigation is complete. The Attorney General has made the report on our investigation largely public. We are formally closing the special counsel's office, and as well, I'm resigning from the Department of Justice to return to private life. So there's this, somehow this idea that President Trump's decision to push back against China caused problems for the American economy, when in fact uh, the challenges have been the fact that the Chinese were in a trade war with us a long time ago. And now, Stacey Washington. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us today. We have a ton of stuff to con- just to cover. Um, we're going to catch up on everything. We're also going to chat with Maria Espinoza of the Remembrance Project about immigration. Um, but right now, I want to go back to the phones. John in North Dakota, thank you so much for calling the show. Thanks, <coughs> This is the first time I've called in, and my family's just driving from North Dakota to Florida to listen to you guys for the first time and really been enjoying it. Oh, thank you for uh, for listening and, and calling in. And safe trip to you, safe travels as you're driving and navigating. Well, thank you. I just wanted to briefly just mention how it's interesting that common sense seems to have gone out the window in our country when we look at uh, politics and things like illegal immigration, drugs that are allowed in individual states but still federally prohibited, the transgender issue that you mentioned earlier. And it seems like all that's happening is however somebody can get elected, they, they go with the shifting winds, whatever will prevail. And it's, it's sad because just five, six years ago, Democrats were espousing that having some sort of strong immigration policy was necessary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of in our country, what I see on the political scene is that there might be 25, 30 percent that both sides agree with, but no side will ever acquiesce to the fact that that's good when it's the other side that's bringing up the point. So instead of actually having some common ground and moving forward, uh, we instead just fight uh, over and over again and and don't get anywhere. And instead we're going down these socially progressive rabbit trails. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about the common sense, John, it's, it's one of those things where um, I just, I get really, I get frustrated by it because I know people don't live this way. And what I mean by that is I, I don't know any Democrats who don't lock their doors at night, um, who, you know, who allow strange men to grip their their daughter's shoulders, who um, they don't believe that their job belongs to them because they've signed a contract with their employer. I don't know any Democrats who want to be on single payer. They all enjoy employer sponsored health insurance and they want to keep it on every issue. The people that I know that are Democrats they're usually right in the, the very middle where they're, they're kind of reasonable. If you can give a good reason for changing things, they'll at least listen to it. But for the most part, they're living just like you and me. But then on the social issues, they're fine with the radicalism, but it kind of stays away from them. Like the same-sex marriage issue is not a big deal for you if you work for an employer and you don't provide services that can be kind of like marriage or um, events. But if you do and you're a liberal then you're fine with serving everyone and you believe other people should be forced to do the same. And so there's this, there's a separation between what liberals believe, what Democrats believe and vote for and how they actually live. Most of the people voting for illegal immigration don't live in border States. Um, They're not impacted by it in the same way. 
So it's just weird. I, I'm, I don't, I don't know how you get people to understand it unless they start to actually feel the ramifications of what they're voting for. Well, I am, I'm guessing from the little I've heard from you that you're a born again Christian, right? And we are as well. Um, and you know, the Bible says that Satan appears as an angel of light, and I, and I think that a lot of what's happened is what God has made good. Uh, Satan always flips around 180 percent to make it a. It, it makes it appear as it's good for the people, but in reality, it's really bad. Um, I look at the transgender issue. We're trying to reach out to this very, very small group of people that, when I grew up, I'm 47. Uh, you didn't hear mention of that. I mean, occasionally you would hear some things about uh, gay and lesbian people, but the transgender, not, not really. And so now we are making this a huge issue, and we're alienating families like ours that I don't want my family to go to Target because I, you know, I don't feel comfortable with my wife and daughter going to the bathroom there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the same. We we don't go there anymore, and I. You know, I've forbidden our daughters who one of one of them, she's 19. She can drive. You know what I mean? She could literally go to Target right. if she wanted to. But we've we've impressed upon her that it's a safety issue. So it's it, it sounds like a political issue. But in reality, as you and I both know, as adults, it has to be a safety issue. And so if you can avoid putting yourself in a situation where you might be assaulted, the, the wise thing to do is to avoid it, which means you can't shop at Target. It, you you mentioned, you know, Christianity and the faith and all of that. You're right. And I guess the the whole point to it is if you're deceived, you're going to see the actions that Satan is spreading around, especially through these social issues, as good things when you're basically buying into lies and deception and actually putting yourself in harm's way as opposed to the wise place, um, which is you look at God's word and you say, God's word says this. And so that's what I'm going to go by, regardless of what the cultural winds are pushing and that's something that as Christians, we need to be better able to sell that and help people understand it and bring more people into the fold in order for them to not be deceived. Because you can't, people don't get the truth just by arguing politics. I, I don't think that is the most effective means of, of getting it done. Right. And I, I want to just lastly say, because I don't want to take too much time because you have other callers and people, but I want to encourage Democrats to go back to where it was years ago, which is that there wasn't, oh, all the Christians are Republican and all the social progressives are, are Democratic. It used to be the difference had largely to do with fiscal uh, initiatives and, and differences in how to run things. There are lots of Democrats, I'm sure, and my wife and I were, were, were Republican, but there are lots of Democrats, and I know a few, that are very strong Christians that do not like uh, the stance the party has gone towards with uh, the, the LGBT movements, sex marriage, a, a pro-abortion and all that. And I want to encourage them to stand up and um, speak on these issues to help the country go in the right direction that they need to go. Mm. I, 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 I join with you in that. I'm in agreement. I think part of the reason the Democrats are able to get away with this stuff is their constituents aren't saying, if you go here, we vote for the Republicans. That kind of action would force the Democrats back to a sane space uh, a sane place. And right now they're not doing that. Uh, thank you so much for calling while you guys are driving through safe trip to you. Um, and I hope you can catch us again sometime. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Um, okay. We had Denny, which we held over. So Denny, thank you so much for holding on. Thanks for, uh, for calling the show. You're welcome. 
I'm glad okay. uh, I'm called in, too. Uh, it's great stuff. And I, I agree with John almost on every point mm-hmm. that he made. I, I want to go back to something you commented on about executive privilege, though. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand that that's, that's the right and privilege of a president. But it that doesn't mean that it's okay. And, and the reason I say that is because it's, it's not transparent. And, you know, we hired Trump as a nation. We, we hired him. We, we decided that he would be our commander-in-chief. And as a result, um, like I said, the, the constant back and forth between him and the Democrats, Republicans and Democrats in general, has just gotten more heated. And I just, there are least so many ways that you could just, Put that to rest. If he could just, you know, uh, I mean, if he didn't have anything to hide, and that's what. Well, what I, is it? But what is it that you mind. think he's hiding? Because I'm, I'm my my issue know. with it. I don't know. I don't have any idea. So if, here, if he here's what. Anything to hide. But if but again, that's hide. not the reason why we have a right to privacy in the Constitution. Because the the Constitution doesn't say, "Hey, Stacy." If you don't have anything to hide, then you don't mind the government rifling through, you know, your personal information or what have you. The reason why the taxes are an issue is because that's the, the tax information is his business connections. So people who've done business with him. Right. So right. the, the people exactly. who've done business with him deserve not to have their lives ruined for doing business with him. Because I don't know if you saw well, the state of New York actually went after. Well, because the state of New York went after a bunch of people who've done business with him. And lawyers who've worked with him, PR firms who've worked with him, have had their, they've been audited. They've had all kinds of legal action taken against them just because they well, worked that, with him prior or worked saying. with the campaign. Working, you know, if I, but, but again, I'm, I'm, what I'm talking in. about here is he's trying to protect other people with the tax issue. Um, and, and I don't actually care about the tax but, issue because remember all of the documents that Barack Obama paid $33 million to hide from us? We never saw any of his pri- his writings, his law review work as an editor, his transcripts. Compare, we can't compare. Well, actually, Trump we can because that Trump that Trump stuff Trump that he Trump. held was what everyone usually puts well, out, we, and the president no, has we, given we some information on his taxes. I well, I just disagree with you on that. If, yeah, I, if we're talking about integrity. It doesn't matter. We can we. Can, I mean, you can always get a straw man up here, somebody that's worse than the one you're talking about. We're not. That's not what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Well, then I retract the comments about Obama, but you, you still haven't made a good faith case for why the president should relinquish executive privilege and expose classified information to the American people just because you think he might have done something wrong. Well, if he has done something wrong, do you not think that's important to know? Well, actually, I do. And I've said many and I know you're new to the show, but I said many times, especially when the investigations were first exposed, that if President Trump was guilty of anything, I wanted him to be found out. I wanted to know about it because I didn't want to support someone who was dishonest. But if you've been following this story and reading the back, the the back issues from the uh, the the issues with Carter Page or Lisa Page and and the boyfriend and girlfriend, Peter Strzok, um, all of the this that's been going on between the two of them where they were literally the investigation was launched while President Trump was a candidate. And the reason for it was because they wanted an insurance policy to get him out of office. And then if you understand, remember, you and I are dealing from we're right here on the ground. We're at the ground level because I no longer have a security clearance. And I'm assuming you don't have one. So we don't have access to any top secret Yankee white information, which is the vice president's level of classification. 
So in light of all of that, and in light of a two-year, $60 million investigation launched by the Democrats that started when he was a candidate and has gone all the way through until just today, I think if there was something that he was guilty of, it would have already been leaked to the press and we'd already know about it. Miller would have explained it in his report. So the executive privilege that the president actually used, if you read any of the, the documents that in articles and investigative reports that have come out since the Mueller report, the president actually exercised the bare minimum executive privilege that he could have used. He made everyone available for countless hours worth of questioning to the investigators on, the, on Mueller's team. He did everything. The only executive privilege he exerted was over information that was classified or had connections to grand jury material. Everything else was released. Of course, he hasn't released the tax returns, but those were leaked. Ten years of tax returns were leaked to was the New York Times, New York Post, somebody, and they even couldn't find anything within those. So I, I do understand. And if you have a, a material issue with Donald Trump or you don't feel like you can vote with him or vote for him, I think I would just <laughs> I would read more on both sides of the issue, understanding that on the left, everything they write, say and do is to remove him from office. And on the right, we actually have a range from never Trump all the way to people who wear Trump gear every day. And there are people writing within that spectrum who've done the research, who've given us the information with which we can either be made comfortable or, you know, cross over to the other side and completely oppose the president. But the facts support him. The facts support that he did not do what that he was alleged to do, which was to collude with the Russians. If it's his style that you dislike, I liken that to me wanting someone to get a job done. And right now, President Trump is the cleanup man. He's in there trying to write Washington, the reduction in regulations, the tax cut, the reorienting, the Trump doctrine that he's exhibiting with our foreign uh, partners and our enemies. These are all super important things that have to get done. And so I, I'm never going to be one of Donald Trump's friends. I'm never going to sit with him at dinner and wonder why he you know, is a cursor or, or you know, eats only ice cream for dessert or whatever is his thing. I've been in the room with him six times and I've still never met the man. It's the biggest joke running at our house is that mom, mom spends tons of time with Donald Trump and she's never met him. It's like the kids said I should get a T-shirt. But if it comes down to voting for him or a Democrat, I'm Trump all day. And yes, I have Trump hats. I have a Trump shirt. I have a Trump scarf. And our daughter has a pair of Trump tennis shoes. I also have some cute Trump mugs that I should show you guys. But that's where I am on it. All right. <laughs> we'll be back with more. I'm Stacey Washington. Stay there. It's amazing, but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, health care, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your health care. It's MediShare, and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong, it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this? Just call 855-PSALM-23. That's 855-PSALM-23. 855-PSALM-23. 
This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. The plight of persecuted Christians is worse than ever. That is the conclusion of a recent report by Aid to the Church in Need. It documents that persecution of Christians today is worse than at any time in history. Not only are Christians more persecuted than any other faith groups, but ever-increasing numbers are experiencing the very worst forms of persecution. In some countries, the situation is already severe, so it's hard to imagine how it could be any worse. Other countries, like China, have seen intolerance on the rise, as evidenced by a clampdown on dissident clergy and the destruction of churches. In light of this, I was deeply convicted by my recent interview with Johnny Moore. He came on point of view to talk about his book, The Martyr's Oath. He begins the book, and we began our interview by talking about attending a Bible school graduation ceremony. The students repeated this martyr's oath in which they pledged their lives and death to Jesus. He felt like he was standing in the book of Acts, witnessing a raw first century Christianity that had been shielded from him in America. It says things like, as he has given his life for me, so I'm willing to give my life for him. I will use every breath I possess to boldly proclaim his gospel. It later goes on to say, though persecution may come, I know my battle is not against flesh, but against the forces of evil. I will not hate those whom God has called me to love. Therefore, I will forgive when ridiculed, show mercy when struck, and love when hated. Johnny Moore often asks himself, why are so few of us in America willing to live for Jesus when others are so willing to die for him? It's a good question all of us should ask ourselves. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Antisemitism, go to viewpoints.info slash antisemitism. Viewpoints.info slash antisemitism. You can download episodes of Stacy on the Right from the podcast page on AFR.net or urbanfamilytalk.com. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Um, I want to take a quick call. Let's go to Kelly in Alabama. Hey, Kelly, thanks for calling the show today. Hey, how you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm great. Uh, I, I, can I comment? It's not my original thought while I'm calling, but can I make two points? Sure, go ahead, right ahead. Okay, uh, the, your previous caller and talking about the taxes, you got to look at the motive. They don't care. They're just trying to create a quagmire, you know, just get this... You know, it's a distraction, the taxes. It is. I mean, it's, it's irrelevant. They put all of Congress's, uh, you know, taxes out there and the rest of them. I'd love to see Nancy Pelosi's. All of them, but they, we need to see all theirs first, right? I agree. I completely agree. Nancy Pelosi became, she's worth $173 million. Now, her family has some money and they're old, like they're mobbed up from years of old. But the modern day Pelosi family how do you get to $173 million in wealth by the wife being in Congress? Like, I just, that's, she makes $178,000 a year. And before that, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, that's been increased over time. So I'm with you. I, I just, I, here's what I know. If there were anything real in those tax returns, we would already know about it because they're so good at getting their people in government to leak information out. And they have access. They have right. someone in the IRS who's already leaked everything. So, Yeah. And my other point was about Joe Biden. This yeah. is how I, I have two daughters, and you know what? I raised them that they didn't have to. They didn't have to hug anybody, even family, if they didn't feel comfortable. 
I just never forced them to be in a position to where, okay, there's Uncle So-and-so you've never seen. You have to. I never made them do that because I didn't want them to ever feel like no matter who they were with, they had to hug them or whatever. Yeah, I'm the same. We we always like we always would just say if, if one of them was clinging and a person wanted to talk to them and they talked to him and they didn't want to talk. I would just say, well, you know, she's just she's feeling a little clingy today. But, you know, it is so nice to see you. And I would deflect because I felt like, you know, how many times have you seen somebody and they they want you know, they want to have a prolonged conversation or maybe they're reaching out and going for a hug and you just, as a grown up, stick your hand out to shake their hand instead. Sometimes you just don't want to be touched. And kids have these same feelings. Like they're, they're entitled to not want to hug adults that they don't want to hug. Even when they're little, they're teeny tiny and you, you know, can I hold your baby? And they, they go over to the other person and they immediately start screaming and hollering. I don't make them stay there. I would just take them back and say, you know, it looks like she doesn't feel like it today, but it, it's okay. You know, she's a baby. You know, I, I just don't see the reason why we have to make the kids because then when they're older, then they feel like, well, I don't have the right to say no. I mean, who wants to teach their kid that? It makes me sad for the kids who their parents won't defend them. Thank you, Kelly. I always appreciate when you call in. Um, okay, we have Maria Espinoza. So if you're on the call line, hold on. We'll, we have more time for calls in the third segment, but I want to get to Maria. She is the National Director of the Remembrance Project. Maria, thank you for joining in today. Hi, Stacey. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's always great to talk to you, and I'm really interested in what is going on down the southern border. From what I can read, apparently the leftist Democrat governors and leaders down on the border, because there are some states that are kind of on the left, those people have actually gone back on what they originally said when they said they didn't want to send National Guard troops, they didn't want any help, they just want to let the border be the border. Now, because of a 1,000 to 1,400 illegal crossings a day, their t- cities and towns are overwhelmed, and now they're actually asking the federal government for help. The news isn't covering, but this is, this is what's happening. Yes, exactly. And actually, Stacey, we've reached up to 5,000 per day. So this is beyond a, a national crisis if it can get that way. But, you know, these border agents, and we've been, the Remembrance Project has been sounding alarm for 10 years now. You know, we are focused on the, being a voice for the victims who were killed by people here illegally. But, you know, some of our um, good friends now are the Border Patrol agents and all, and you know, they've been asking for help, Stacey, and, and it's just a shame that the Democrats feel that border security is basically allowing illegal aliens to invade our country. So 5,000 a day. Yes, and if you recall, about a month ago, former uh, Department of uh, Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson even went on uh, national news and said that it was a bad day for him if he went into the office on Monday and saw a report of 1,000 apprehensions. At that time, they were up to 4,000 a day, and now we've surpassed that. So it tells you what's going on there. And in fact, we are so overwhelmed there along the border that now the government is flying these illegal aliens, and I call them illegal aliens, Stacey, because, you know, realistically, this is, they're coming here claiming uh, fraudulent asylum claims, and they also have uh, rented children mm-hmm. come across the border because they know if they're in a family unit, they it's a get-in-the-United-States-free card. So now 
the government is flying these illegal aliens to other states, in California is what I've heard, to get photographed and fingerprinted just to process them. So, you know, this is out of hand and should have been dealt with years ago. Okay, so I got some tough questions for you because my my main concern is that unwittingly we're playing into what Democrats want. Democrats actually love the idea of the border being completely wide open. And, you know, I I read a statistic that 1% of the population of Guatemala now resides in the United States. And Guatemala and Honduras would love to have the same situation that Mexico has where, you know, a third of their GDP in Mexico comes from remittances from the United States. And if Guatemala and Honduras could do that, they could radically change their their country. They don't know how to have a country on their own. So they're coming here and the people will work here and send the money back. But that doesn't change what we're experiencing. 10% of all of our drunk driving accidents are illegal aliens. And there's so much other crime that we're experiencing that it's not fair. So what what is the reason why, and I know you're much more connected uh, with the with the Trump administration. What's the reason why he doesn't just say, we're shutting down the border with Mexico. I don't care if you don't have any avocados for a month. We're just doing it. Why can't he just pull that trigger? Well, that's exactly what you mentioned. Number one, all of this has been a process, and the Democrats and the far left liberals. I'm a former Democrat, Stacey, so that party, I do not recognize that party left me. Um, and here I find myself even uh, so-called to the right of the Republican Party. Just because I'm an American who wants to follow laws, who expects everyone else to follow laws, and darn it, I've elected these politicians. They took an oath of office to serve and protect our country, not illegal aliens, and they're not serving and protecting Americans. So the Democrats, obviously, yes, they do want the um, illegal alien voting bloc, number one, but also they, they play the race card, they play the children, you know, the UACs, the unaccompanied minors and the dreamers. You know, we have dream safety. Why are non-citizens placed above citizens? You know, mm. um, so you have that race card. You have the um, voting block that the Democrats want because obviously people like myself, we are moving away from that and have moved away for 30 years, I guess. But we've moved away from the Democrat Party and more Democrats who are on the moderate have moved away as well. And they, that far left liberal socialist agenda has hijacked the Democrat Party. And people like Pelosi, you know, all they can do is ride the wave of going farther and farther left um, they don't know what to do themselves. As you can see, I mean, everything that they're doing, they're, they're at odds with each other within that party. But uh, what it comes down to is that, in my opinion, there's a coup going on in this United States. And every one of your listeners certainly needs to be active. It's not good enough to listen to your great show, but it's not good enough to listen to uh, people speaking at meetings. You know, we have to be active and and act like we love this country, act like we want to protect this country. And this is what's going on, folks. So look at uh, the thousands, tens of thousands of migrants that are coming here. And like you mentioned, Guatemala, there's up, up to 60% of some of these villages have been emptied out. 19% of the El Salvadorian population is here in the United States. 19%? That is enraging. 19% of El Salvadorian uh, population is here in the United States of America. And okay. it's, it's a I'm shame trying to just that keep my blood pressure down. Benefit and they're unwilling to put their citizens first. So, 
you're saying that the reason the president doesn't shut the border down is because he doesn't have the support within the Republicans. I think certainly we saw that in the last few years when the failed leadership of Speaker Paul Ryan um, did nothing. He sat on his hands. He assisted those uh, Republicans like Will Hurd in Texas, gave him $2 million to ask for amnesty. Um, you know, so right, he does not have the support of the Republican, the rhinos or establishment, as you want to say. But, you know, this is a process where he is gaining more and more individuals, but the Democrats are replacing and vetoing our vote with the illegal alien voter. Um, so this, this is truly a race to save our country, Stacey. I'm so glad that you are out there speaking the truth, too, because we need more conservative talk show hosts who understand what's going on like yourself. So thank you so much, and God bless you for all that you're doing. I, I mean, I don't really feel like I get any credit for doing it because I'm, I'm an American, and my position should be that of wanting my fellow Americans to be safe and protected and cared for. And it's really, it's, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I'm honored to be able to do a show, but I don't, I feel like this, this is the default position, right? <laughs> that we would want to protect <laughs> right. each other. And you mentioned a second ago that um, you say illegal aliens. So do I. I mean, the, there is a reason why those two terms, illegal, meaning they're breaking our border laws, and alien is an actual technical term for someone who is in a country at, that is not their country of origin. So they're not a citizen. Mm-hmm. They're an alien of that land. And it goes all the way back to the Bible, the, the delineation between groups of people and the desire for people to have contiguous borders that are protected mm-hmm. and that the people within the borders would enjoy different rights and privileges as citizens than those who are simply passing through. It doesn't mean we aren't to be kind or that we're to you know persecute or anything like that. But a sojourner in our land, someone who comes as a refugee, someone who is just visiting, someone who's here on a work visa, we should be kind to them. We should treat them with respect Absolutely. so that they will love and our we country. Are very we are Americans very kind. We are the most gracious of all. The most. Um, you know, however, the most. If we go Absolutely. down, Stacey, who's going to take care of us? Well, there isn't you know, we anybody. help other countries. There's no place for us to go. So if you look around the right. world... All of the countries in the rest of the world are supported in some way, shape, or fashion by us through USAID. And all of them are less free. Even the most free Western nations are not as free as America. So, the, and, and I understand some, some people have accused me of, well, you just have this really negative attitude towards the people of Mexico and South Americans, etc. I don't. I understand why they want to come here, but I also understand that it's not my job. It is not my duty as an American to be more concerned with why people are coming here illegally than I am concerned for people who are lawful citizens of this nation who deserve the protection of the United States government and our Constitution. We already have all the laws. We just need to enforce them. So I'm I'm just it's it's depressing. I I appreciate what you do as well. We have good laws on the books. And those who violate the law should be prosecuted, including mayors of sanctuary city policies and governors of states of sanctuary city policies and that refuse to to cooperate with the federal government when it comes to illegal immigration. You know, the um, those municipalities cooperate with the federal government when it comes to counterfeiting or kidnapping, bank robbery. You know, so why are illegal aliens above the law? Well, and then, so one of the things I saw the president uh, had issued a statement saying that if you're a sponsor of someone who comes into the country and they're using welfare, you're going to have to pay it back. And that's, that's actually a law that has existed that's mm-hmm. never been enforced. 
Um, and there's some other things that he's basically saying, look, we're going to enforce these laws. Like he's making the employers who the social security numbers don't match actually investigate and figure out if the person is in the country illegally and, you know, they have to be fired. So the, the IRS is now reengaging on that where the Obama administration had them stop. I think maybe the exactly. secret is that One moment, him doing well, that. Before you go on to another, the loophole there with the, with the IRS and the employers, yes, we should have already been um, enforcing the existing laws, but also the IRS gives out I-10 numbers, individual tax identification numbers, mm-hmm. and does not check for the citizenship status. So they're giving these numbers to illegal aliens who run the business here, but also the contract worker and or, or subcontractor, those individuals are not considered employees, so they are not E-verified. And, and that's another big loophole. We all know it, um, and if we're going to be serious about it, we, we cannot allow anyone who is not legally authorized to work in the United States to set foot on one single project. And that includes even cutting the grass or landscaping for our HOA. Or a homeowners association, you know, all across the board, we need to enforce the laws. I just get to a place, Maria, where I'm just like, I, I get pretty frustrated. But I also know that if we'd had um, a Mitt Romney or a Jeb Bush, you and I would be having the same conversation. We'd still be here, but we would be talking about things being even worse than they are now. If If that's possible, it seems unfathomable, but I think it would be. And so we have to be grateful. We've had a lot of people call in today before you came on who have been, you know, really rough on the president, but he's doing everything he can. And it's our job to vote in people who believe in lawful immigration uh, on the Republican side. It's our job to do that, to support him. And remember, Stacey, this president is one man only, only one man here. He has a deployment of fear. He is up against the entire Democrat Party, many, many of of his own party, the Republicans, and all of the mainstream media, um, you know, so, and not to mention all the deep states and the uh, swamp creatures that are out there that <laughs> absolutely resist him. So he's in a very, you know, tight situation where he is doing what he can. Uh, um, you know, yes, he, he can go in and be like a wrecking ball, but how many votes will he, he win over? How many people will understand what he's doing and why? Because he's got the media over here spreading lies. Yeah, and absolutely. Maria, I hear the music. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. Maria Espinoza of The Remembrance Project. She heads that up. Check it out online. We'll be back with more. She was a baby girl left abandoned on a doorstep in China. Our friends met her in that orphanage that had saved her life, and they adopted her. And believe me, she's not an orphan anymore. There are a lot of folks who have felt orphaned for much of their lives, either left behind or left alone. Maybe you know the feeling. Well, just like that little girl, someone went a long way to get you. Someone who chose you. He's adopted a lot of spiritual orphans into his family, and he's ready to adopt you too. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. We've been cut off from the Heavenly Father by choosing to run a life that He was supposed to run, so we feel spiritually fatherless. But God's Son came all the way from heaven to that awful cross to pay for your sins and give you the chance to be His. You can belong to Him by saying, Jesus, I'm yours. It's something we'd love to help you do, 
Call us at 888-NEED-HIM or go to chataboutjesus.com. You will never feel orphaned again. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. We've been all over the country helping disaster victims who lose everything. It's truly a blessing. I really don't have the words to express. And yet they see a glimmer of hope when a volunteer shows up. Building the home, that's the second reason we're here. The number one reason is to share the gospel and and give them hope. It's everything that's right in America. I mean, it really represents the, the best that we have to offer. That's one of the main reasons for doing it, is being able to be the hands and feet of Jesus and coming out and working with so many wonderful volunteers. I just feel like it's important in this day and age to teach a child uh, how to serve. Please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, and click on Get Involved. Submit your email address, and the next time we go anywhere with a disaster, we'll invite you to come along as well. I love coming in the job room because you can see these pieces of paper, they aren't just a piece of paper. Right. It's a family that's hurting, and it's a gospel opportunity. And I just thank God, you know, for this moment. I mean, I'll be back in my home, and I know it's going to be awesome. Come love others with 8 Days of Hope. This is Fox on Justice. World War II is not yet relegated to the history books. Legal and diplomatic skirmishes are now being waged over war reparations. Greece and Poland are taking steps toward demanding justice from Germany for atrocities committed by the Nazis. The German government has refused and argues that Poland renounced all reparation claims in an agreement signed in 1953. But Poland argues in 1953, Poland was a satellite of the Soviet Union, and so that agreement should not be binding on the current government. Part of Poland's motivation is believed to be related to financial claims made by the descendants of Jewish citizens and others who were victimized during the war. The current right-wing government has strongly disputed Poland's role in the Holocaust and claims all Poles were victims of the Nazis, a view disputed by some historians. One Polish legislator said anyone with a claim should send the bill to Mrs. Merkel, as in Angela Merkel, Germany's leader. With Fox on Justice, Hank Weindlum, Fox News. This is Stacy on the Right with Stacy Washington on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. You can say this any way you would like, but here's the bottom line. After two years of a political rectal exam, nobody's been looked at more than Trump. They found nothing. But the answer for the Democrats is Trump's got to go. They will not beat him at the ballot box. If they try to impeach him, they're going to ensure his reelection. I want the American people to know that Bob Mueller did his job. He looked at Trump every way you could look at Trump, and he found nothing. And this is just political revenge. It's going to blow up in their face, and I can't wait to 2020. That's Lindsey Graham, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, and he's a little fired up there about this continued, this attack on the president. Uh, They just won't let it go because they have nothing. So let's connect the dots here really quickly. And then we're going to go back to the phones. Christopher Hale said during the first hour that some of the Democrat field is running, you know, kind of to the left, but they understand that their voters are in the middle. So what are they running on? They're running on single payer. Nobody wants it. Um, You know, a lot of social issues and legalizing things that most Americans, they they wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole and increasing taxes. So basically the destruction of the economy and they have no desire to have a strong America on the international scene and they're soft on crime. They're about gun control. I mean, everywhere you look, they're on the wrong side. So if you're on the wrong side of everything, but you still want to win, what do you do? Well, you freeze your target, you crystallize it, you demonize it and you make the target the issue. Christopher attempted to do that by making the conversation about Trump instead of really arguing about same sex marriage and whether or not it's biblical. Um, And so that is the tactic. 
So the Mueller investigation can't end. Mueller can't retire and go back to private life. People can't stop talking about Russian collusion and obstruction. They have to keep talking about it because if you take that out, look at CNN's ratings. They're not in the tank. They're not in the basement. They're like underground. Like if you imagine here in Missouri, we have clay soil. So when you dig far enough down and sometimes it's right up near the top, um, you, you hit clay and it's hard to dig through. Well, the root of all of this down in the clay below the septic system or the, or the, 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 the you know, the sewer sewer lines is the deep realization that there is nothing for Democrats to run on unless they want to admit that some of the things the Republicans have been saying are right. So they're running to the left of uh, Hitler, the left of Hitler, who, by the way, was a Nazi, which is socialism in the term Nazi is the term socialism. They were socialists. They got to run to the left of that guy. And to make it palatable, they just say, don't look over here. Look over this way. Pay attention to this. And the target that they've crystallized is the president. And that's why I'm perfectly fine with the flawed individual who sits in the White House right now, who er, there's never been a perfect person to sit in there anyway. I'm not just fine with him. I support him. I like what he's getting done. And when he makes mistakes or says things that I don't agree with, um, you know, I got to kind of suck that up with the good stuff, you know, right? So Brett in Mississippi, hey, thanks for holding on and thanks for calling the show today. Hey, um, my original (laughs) topic for calling in, as uh, you've covered a lot of ground since then, but first off, I want to say I listen to your show every day, almost every day. Thank you. And I would vote for you. As president, uh, in a heartbeat, you got backbone, you served in our military, and your show is a ministry, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, let's see, the first thing I want to talk about is that Joe Biden thing. Uh, that's just a hideous ordeal period. If a, if a grocery store manager came out and whispered in your wife's ear so close that his face touched her hair, or put his hands on your daughter, you'd probably smack him in the face, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's just idiotic. For anybody to even even try to defend that is a man of his position should be held to a way higher standard that they you. try to just they uphold everyone else and they stand against right and my main thing for calling in was like the guy christopher Hale that called in he tried so desperately to defend wrong and when a child or a perpetrator anybody when they're in the wrong, man, they're going to speak loud and much and not let you get a word in edgewise just to defend their cause. And if you think about it and listen to everything that's going on with the same-sex marriage, um, the, all the political realm of the world, the only people that are speaking so loudly are the people uh, on, that are, are, are in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's true. It's, I want to say this everybody that's listening, okay, there are way more people that are believers than you really think they are. Not everyone believes that it's okay for a man to be married to a man and adopt a child. Mm-hmm. Not everybody believes that. Matter of fact, the majority of the people don't. But you hear so much of Hollywood speaking out because they're in control of everything. Um, you know, they have so much control. They have their, they can threaten someone to, to say this or we're going to cut out this money, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, there, I just want to let everybody know there's way more people that are right 
morally than there are wrong. I, I, because the whole world seems like they're against us. But they're, mm. not everybody's an idiot, okay? No, you are um, so right. And, and the whole, yeah, the whole thing about the president's finances that you, you touched on earlier, mm-hmm. uh, like I agree with the lady Kelly from Alabama. That's, they're just reaching for straws, man, anything. And the, the, the crazy thing is the reason they can't find anything is because the government has offered so many crooked loopholes for people that has money. And you take advantage <laughs> of it, and it's not illegal. Hey, it, it happens. So it they does. created their own monster. They created uh, their own monster. Such a good point. Uh, anyway, I want to tell you, I appreciate you, and um, carry on. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. I'll, thank you. i talk to you soon, Brett. I appreciate you. Uh, he made such a good point there. So... If you want, like, so remember when Herman Cain was running and he was like nine, 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 you know, nine percent, nine. Whenever somebody, even President Trump said he would put, if he could do it, he would put our taxes on a postcard and it would be three or four lines. It would be your name, your address, the amount of money you made last year, and then subtract 10 percent or 17 percent or whatever. And then the total would be what you keep. And the 10% would be what you owe and you would mail that postcard back in and, you know, pay online or something like that. I'm telling you, whenever somebody says that everybody gets up in arms, they get angry. But if that was the law, then president Trump wouldn't have been able to deduct a billion dollars over 12 or 13 years or whatever it was. But he wasn't the only one who was doing that. Amazon still does it. Amazon deducts so much in taxes that they actually don't pay anything because they're able to write off all of their losses. And it's a part of their business strategy. I'm, I'm going to get to our next caller, but I, I want to make sure you understand this. Amazon actually will, will look among the, the products that they're offering. And if they have a area, like a subject matter area or a product area that they're offering something in, they'll look up and see who sells in that area? So who are their competitors? They look up the, their competitors' prices on the group of items. Let's say it's shoes, whatever. They'll undercut their competitors and take a loss. They can afford to do it because they do so much business over the whole company that they can take a loss in this one area and drive their competitors out of business. Now, what do you think they do with those losses that they've taken? Well, they don't actually take those losses because they're write downs. They write the losses down. They've driven their competitors out of business. They've, they're not actually losing money because they're making money in other areas and they're writing off the losses. And then after their competitors are gone, people are buying the item from them. And so in the end, they're better off for taking the loss than they would have been if they didn't have that loophole. Brett is on fire. Like that comment was that that's what we got to pay attention to. The enemy wants us to be obsessed with the president's tax returns, the truth is our tax system is flawed and corrupt. And if we want it to be truly fair to everyone, then a flat tax that no one could escape with no loopholes or write-offs and no paybacks from the government. And I'm saying that we have kids. So, you know, we get earned income tax credit up to a certain degree. Other people who have kids get it. But if you say to yourself, I don't want the earned income tax credit. I just want to pay my 10%. We'd all be better off because it would be so transparent. If a company comes in and doesn't pay their, let's say the company's, the tax for them is 19%. They're not paying their 19%. There wouldn't be anything for them to write off. I, I just, he, he, such a great point. We have the best listeners, the best callers, Keith in Michigan. Hey, thank you for holding on and uh, for calling the show today. Hi. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, there's, uh, you know, what's interesting. I was going to tell you a couple of things first, but, um, 
dealing with the taxes, if you look at the old taxes, I mean, I have some old tax forms that my great-grandparents had, and I kid you not, it's half of an eight-and-a-half by 11 page. It's just very basic information. That was like 70, 80 years ago. Wow. Taxes have changed quite a bit. Um, One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was um, dealing with no work and get paid for it. I had a, Mm. a grandfather who was in the Depression area, and he was a farmer. And then when he, um, FDR came to him and said, hey, listen, I'll pay you not to work. And he thought that was the stupidest thing in the world. And he said, no, that's un-American. Get paid for not working. And he continued to farm. But he was like, that, that, that's dumb. But that, we then, have other um, things like um, that going on in our government. Like, w- that was dumb. But yeah. it was something that they, at the time, they thought that would help. Um, again, we have more things like that going on. Well, namely the one that pops out in my mind, Keith, is the one where you're in the country illegally and you claim you have 20 kids and you get $20,000 back as each kid is worth $1,000 in earned income tax credit. And 20 out of the 20 kids, one lives here in the United States and is an American citizen. And the other 19 you're claiming are in foreign countries. That's allowed on our tax system for Mexicans who are in the country illegally to claim kids outside the country, their cousins, their nephews, whatever kids they say they're dependent on them, and they get to claim the earned income tax credit for those kids. I've never gotten that kind of a refund back from the federal government because we only have three kids. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And well, the other thing, talking about immigration, a little anecdote is that I came across a guy who immigrated from India. I said, oh, your green card. And he said, no, I'm an actual citizen. I went through the whole process and everything. He said, so you're an Indian American or American Indian. And he said, no, I'm an American. They mm. said, well, what about all these people who are like, you know, saying I'm African American, I'm this. He said, no, I am an American. And I teach my kids, his kids have, um, are growing up with him. He said, I teach them that they are American. They're not Indian. They have no allegiance to India. They are American. Oh, he's, mm. he's doing the right thing, in my opinion. He, it is right. Oh, so true. Be an American. Well, you know, Keith, when you do that, what happens is you get the full American experience because you're walking through, you know, life with all of the opportunities that are present to you. And if you're trying to hyphenate, it makes it so that some of those opportunities aren't, they're not, you can't see them because you're too busy kind of hiding behind this quote identity. And I know it's so unpopular for me to say because I'm permanently tanned and I'm supposed to be all about, you know, the black experience, the black this, the black that. But what I have found is that the less I pay attention to that, the more I get to interact with other people. I don't say I want to interact with this person because they're this race or they're that race. It's that we've met doing something that we enjoy or we've met working on something that we believe in. And then we get to enjoy being with each other and having a cup of coffee or just just working together on something. And I never have to worry about the fact that I'm permanently tan getting in the way because I just want to I just want to interact and do whatever we're going to do and then walk away, hopefully feeling like, wow, you know, that was pretty great. And, you know, no exaggeration. People are pretty great. Like and I can think of some people right now who hate me with all that they have within them and they're not that great. But when I look at the work that they do, I think I got to admit that this person that hates me is like real amazing person in that area. And so if we're just going to let go of all of the 
I'm a black American. I'm a Hispanic American. I'm this, I'm that. We can't change who we are. We can't change the way God made us. I'm permanently tanned. You know, you might not be permanently tanned or you might tan in the summer or whatever. Um, you might have a different kind of permanent tan, whatever. We can't change that. So paying attention to it is a waste of our time. And there's so many other bigger issues as, as, as he was just talking about the old tax form. I just wonder, because um, my grandparents' home, one of my aunts lives in my grandparents' old house because they both passed away. And I wonder if they still have any of their tax records because um, they were they were pretty elderly when they passed away in the last five years or so. Both of them have passed. And then, um, but so they were filing taxes back then. Like they were back in the, you know, they, 30s, 40s, whatever. I wonder if they have any of theirs still in the files that they have there at uh, my grandma's house. And that... It would just be fascinating to look at those. It's it's incumbent upon us to know what the Constitution says and what our rights are and for us to elect people who will stick by that. But more than that, we got to be praying with everything that's within us, crying out to the Lord for revival and for him to heal our land. God's word says that when that, that his eyes are continually roving the earth, searching for a righteous man or woman that he can show himself strong in. We should be holding on to that with both hands and trying to be that person. And if we're not praying for this country, we're leaving something out. We have to be praying for our country. 5,000 illegal entrants a day. We have to prevail upon the gates of heaven that that would stop. Who can do it? God can. He can stop it. Let's pray about that. And um, I hope you have a fantastic evening. And thank you to all the callers today. I really enjoyed you and I appreciate you. Stacey Washington.